Of all the unimportant things, football is the most important, and so today, amid all the actual important news, here's the Koshkast for what we'll generously call an hour's mental relief. We start with Toronto FC as they enter the playoffs, react to all the latest from the Premier League where the top six all won, apart from Spurs who were doused by a local fire marshal. There's one for the kids. Elsewhere, we've got news from Italy where unsurprisingly Iguain goes back for seconds, and Spain where a Catalan owner could say his Girona had the knack after an incredible win for the Minos against Real Madrid. All this, Moomoo of the Week and more. Here we go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. Hello as well to all of you listening on All In Sports Talk Radio. My name is Alex. Roche is here. Hey. Welcome back. Thank you. Banana in hand. Uh, indeed. Yes. Well done. Glad to be back. <laughs> Bernie, how are you? I'm great. And for once, I'm glad to have Roche back. Wow. Oh. It's good to see all you guys too. <laughs> Uh, Mohamed is missing today. How are you? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. Good. Yeah, yeah. Gloss of, glossing over Mohamed, you know. Okay. Just to make sure, sure you He's are. at a very important dinner, so. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, let's start tonight with uh, Toronto FC against New York Red Bulls. First leg of the first playoff game. It's happening. It starts in about 15 minutes as we're recording. So we're going to be a bit annoying tonight and we might have some live updates, which for us is live and for you, you already know about. You yeah. Know? But we, we, if we get excited at certain points, that's probably what's happening. Yeah, probably if there's some Everton, or maybe around Leicester Everton, we might get really <laughs> excited about that. Fair <laughs> enough. Or if Bernie eats too many gummy bears, he might just be excited in general. Yeah, I'm already on a sugar <laughs> yeah. high, so this is going to be... There's fun. a bit of sugar pumping in this room right now. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so, uh, yeah, as I said, we're a few minutes away from Toronto FC against New York Red Bulls. Um, predi- TFC! Predictions? Um, I think this is going to be 1-0 TFC. Ooh, this is away, so first leg New yeah. Jersey, yeah? Ooh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring, like, 2-1 or 3-2 kind of game. Interesting. Put it out on Twitter earlier today, and a lot of people were saying 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, I don't so, like, really see why. I mean, both teams can score goals, we know that. Mm. But I feel like... TFC are probably going to try and be a little bit more contained yeah. in this to try and play this the smart, quote-unquote, smart way. I don't see... I Also, I just don't see New York Red Bull scoring two goals on this TFC defense. Well, to be fair, we, we said the same thing last year when there was New York City FC in the semifinals. Yeah. And it ended up being 5-0 away in New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that game was ridiculous. I don't see that happening primarily because uh, New York Red Bulls are coming into this on a really good form. So I think that, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I I just don't see the number of goals that people are predicting. Fair enough. I don't know. Okay. I, Bradley Wright Phillips is as as a lot of people have said. He's good for one. Like he'll get one, and so it's a question of containing him really. Although he actually had an interesting quote. He I don't know when he said this, but he was talking about coaching in the UK and coaching in the states, and he was basically saying when he played in the UK. Because of the promotion relegation, there's always something massive on the line, and thus there isn't really time for coaching. Mm-hmm. Players are just kind of expendable in that we've got to get out of this league, mm-hmm. so kick it long, get it in the box, blah, 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 blah. Whereas in the US, because there's no promotion relegation, there's more time to actually coach and develop players because there isn't this imminent threat. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. It, it would be more interesting if it helped the US qualify for the World Cup. <laughs> 
Good, good point. Good just, point. Just not, going, to, not to be savage. <laughs> straight for the jugular, right? I, w- I wish you could see this, but as he finished that point, Bernie made the emoji face that was just like deadpan. Absolute deadpan face. Um, this, though, uh, like, is, is kind of a counter quote. Ancelotti came out recently because keep, people keep asking him about the future because he keeps showing up at games and taking little pictures of himself. Because he lives in Vancouver, right? Yeah, he does, yeah. But um, Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. When he's I not managing. I think his wife is actually from Vancouver. What? Or something along those lines. No. So he's there whenever he's sacked by a big team. Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah. Wow. Great. So maybe like 2040, at, when he's like 90, he can manage Canada. How about that? I mean, he'd do a better job than what we've had recently. Zambrano's uh, doing all right. Yeah. Anyway, um, so he keeps getting asked about his future. And um, he said he wouldn't manage in MLS because there's no promotion or relegation. And so halfway through the season, a lot of players just have no motivation. But on that point... Carlo Ancelotti, from my my memory, has not managed a team that has been anywhere near relegation for a very long time. He probably did, like, very early in his career. Yeah, but, yeah. but he's probably forgotten what that feels like anyway. <laughs> yeah, probably true. <laughs> and, and the only promotion he gets is, like, to the Champions League. Yeah, you know? he'll, so he'll probably win MLS Cup, knowing he can win like knockout competition. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, um, so we look forward to Toronto FC. Uh, for now, though, a bit of Premier League... We begin at Old Trafford. Manchester United won. Tottenham nil. Everyone thought it was going to be really boring. Mourinho might park all the buses. Tottenham might be, you know, pragmatic in Pochettino's new pragmatic way. Um, This was a pretty good game, actually. I thought this was quite sophisticated for the Premier League. Yeah, it was a tactical encounter. Uh, Proud of both teams' style of play. It wasn't just like a long ball festival. Um, It was good to see the Premier League, you know, having a good game. KG. But yeah. still tactical in a way. Yeah, it wasn't long ball except for the goal that United scored. <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't really a long ball festival as you said. The interesting thing about this game was we all pretty much knew Tottenham were going to play three five two. Yeah, that's what they do. They do it very well. And the good thing about this is Mourinho said I'm going to play three five two to match you, which sounds simple, but it's it's that kind of thing that you want a manager to do, which is set up your team for the opposition. And United didn't do what they did against Liverpool, which was just sit back, sit back. They actually tried to attack them. It's in the second half especially. Yeah. And we saw a big difference. You actually saw with Mkhitaryan pulling the strings in the beginning of the second half, they actually did a lot of good stuff. Again, you can only imagine like what they could have done to that Liverpool team had they gone and done this. Like It's just still baffling a few weeks later. It, but it, it actually is, and that's a good point. And I also want to bring up, because uh, Mourinho man- mirrored Tottenham's formation. It's almost like United were giving Tottenham that respect in a way. So it, it yeah. just speaks volumes of how much they've grown under Pochettino, and they are a force, you know. Well, also deploying the secret weapon, Ashley Young, as a left wing back. I like. I can't. <laughs> it works. It always works. It didn't work. I will, I will say it wasn't the reason they lost to Huddersfield. But it worked really, really well in this game. And he's feisty. I love it. He's, he's up for the challenge. He's up to do anything. And especially in that encounter with Deli Alley. I have to bring this up because I love it. The man's old. He dives around a lot. You pretty much know he's just at the club for the money because he can't get a better paycheck. But he still has bants. He well, still you has can it. imagine those two having a good diving bants. Oh, yeah. Just like, oh, yeah. you know. He... he, he Basically, Deli Ali gets in his face for no reason. He wasn't even part of the challenge. 
and goes uh, uh, forehead to forehead with Ashley Young, which is really shiny for in that. Extremely that is, yeah. And Ashley Young tells him, "Talk to me when he won the Premier League," and yeah. I love it. Yeah, Deli Ali has nothing to say. If I was Deli Ali, I'd have gone talk to me when you've played a game in your actual position. But, you know, <laughs> oh, that would hurt. But the good ones, always, <laughs> the, the good ones, always come to you late. You know? yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Ashley Young should do like Vaseline commercials. It's yeah. extraordinary. Yes, um, he's a mirror. <laughs> anyway. Um, Lukaku was better. Lukaku was better. Um, I thought Mourinho made a good point when, you know, fans were criticising Lukaku for having a quiet game and Mourinho said, ask, ask the Spurs centre-backs if Lukaku is quiet. Because he caused them, you know, trouble all game. He hit the post with a header. He hit the he post really with a header. He gave them trouble. Mm-hmm. And let's not gloss over the flick-on for the goal. That's a really hard thing to do, to do well. Mm-hmm. And he put it right into Martial's path and, the you know, the finish was a bit lucky, but it was... In the right corner. It was a good flick on. It was well measured. Uh, however, there was no pressure on him when he did that. So. Which, yeah, which brings me on to my next point, That's which nice. is that as well as United set up, I thought Pochettino got a couple of very important things wrong here. And Eric Dyer was the main one. And I know this is kind of obvious because a lot of people are pointing at that goal and seeing that he's very obviously at fault. But I think it's a broader point, which is Pochettino doesn't like to drop Eric Dyer. Mm-hmm. He absolutely loves Eric Dyer. He has and to so, shoehorn him in. Exactly. So last season, when Wanyama came in and was like the best defensive midfielder bar Kante, he was like, all right, fine, well, we'll, we'll switch to a three and put Dyer in, in the back three just to get him in. Mm-hmm. And then this season, he's found that Winks, Eriksen, Ali, or Winks, Eriksen, Sissoko works as a, as a central midfield, and he still has to get Dyer in. And so who, who dropped for Dyer to come in? Davinson Sanchez, who's been brilliant and is fast, and is quick, and is an actual centre-back, and who that probably wouldn't have happened to. And so, for me, that, that was a terrible decision. Yeah, I, I think on Pochettino making mistakes, I think there are two other ones. One was playing Sissoko. I don't, in a game that you know is going to be aggressive, as aggressive as he can be, he's a bit lazy. I would have rather had Musa Dembele, when he came on, I actually think he changed the game in yes. Tottenham's favour, because he's great close control, he can take the ball forward, and he's big and he's strong and he's physical, I would have started with him as well. I know it's easy to say, but I feel in this game, you have Chris Smalling, Phil Jones, who I think have been decent, but you give them something to do. Don't start Son, start Lorente. Give them something to work with to pull people out of position, and they didn't do that. Absolutely. I don't think De Gea had a proper save to make the entire game. No. Dele Alli almost scored. but He really should have buried that. I mean, it was a brilliant chance. It was a brilliant chance. It's tough from from how close he was to De Gea. I agree. So I don't really blame him for missing that. But that's the only thing of note that Tottenham produced all game. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's why I say United's game plan worked extremely well. What's going on with, with uh, Mkhitaryan? I didn't think he was bad, but you, we're not seeing the kind of performances that we saw last season. He's not been very good for well, the last four or five games or so. Yeah, he, he, to be fair, he started the season really strong. I ended up putting him on my fantasy team, which is exactly when he tanked. Kiss of death. Uh, yeah, so maybe I should just remove him from my team. Definitely. Right? I did. I How did that work? Sane's uh, <laughs> got me points. There you go. Uh, oh, yeah. But on, on Mkhitaryan, I think there is a direct correlation to Pogba being out of the team and Mkhitaryan not playing very well. That Literally, that has been it. Because Fellaini took over and all of a sudden was amazing and people forgot that Mkhitaryan was playing badly. But it's that <laughs> thing of Pogba is that guy. He can drive the ball forward. He gives United more control. It's no coincidence to me that United played their best football with Mkhitaryan and Pogba on the pitch at the same time. Yeah. Makes sense. Fair enough. I guess we are forgetting that Pogba hasn't been playing for a while now, and uh, we, we, you know, people have been highly critical of Mourinho in recent weeks. So yeah, yeah. And good, uh, good, on Martial, that good on Martial for doing his thing, coming on for Ashford and scoring goals, and and vice versa in the next game. 
the, the real question is how the how is the Manchester United brand suffering without the use of Pogba emojis? Because it's been a number of weeks. Yeah, Lingard is trying his best to is he? keep that stock up. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah well, that's the important stuff. Um, Arsenal two, Swansea one. How do you guys feel about this result? Mm. Strange. This is the thing, and and you know, Mohamed said it on on recent weeks, but like, it's really hard to get excited about any Arsenal victory because you know what's coming around the corner. It's just any Arsenal win, you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Is yeah. is it because it's just not convincing? It's never convincing. Like you Swansea haven't had rubbish. one of those. Like I guess the Everton one's convincing, but there's an asterisk in that it was a red card, and, and then you conceded first, and it was Everton. Yes, but there, you haven't had that complete utter domination start to finish no. this season. No, absolutely not. And I think in the last couple of games that Arsenal have won, they've also been behind to start those games. The last three in a row, yeah, gone one down. Um, and so, you know, a lot. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, Xhaka comes out and Wenger comes out, like, oh, you see the team has character. It's like, well, stop going 1-0 down and you wouldn't need yeah, it. Yeah. But, so, for example, Swansea's first goal, Sam Klukas, lovely through ball by Tammy Abraham. He did well. He did very well. And, and Sam Klukas is through, and I don't know what Petr Cech is doing. <laughs> What's he doing? I, I just don't like when goalies get beaten with like through their legs at the near post at that it's that, horrendous that was unbelievable but it's just like either you have to come and deal with the situation or you need to stay on your line and save the shot yeah he didn't either but the defending was also terrible I don't know what the shot he did I have no idea what he did it like fell over or, or what it was he's been bad I'm just he, gonna say this because Lauren yeah. Koscielny for the first time that I've watched him at Arsenal I can except for when he first came he's been bad and he, I think that's a yeah. concern because you start thinking we're going to buy another defender Mustafi we have to get rid of him and Koscielny's leading the line but now he's bad no it is a problem um, Chambers is injured and we don't know whether the manager will ever play him Mertesacker is Mertesacker um, <laughs> Holding's confidence is shot Holding's confidence <laughs> is shot Mustafi is, is a loose cannon anyway and Koscielny who has been brilliant for years is chronically injured. He's just injured. Yeah. He shouldn't really be playing. He probably doesn't have point. a... He can't get any rhythm because he can't <laughs> no, walk. No, like, well, they're well, just nursing him through games. For all these guys, there is the Kolasinac effect. Um, and really? he's been one of the best players for Arsenal. Yeah, guess what? Also injured. But yeah, he has been great and he was brilliant in this game. But probably goal, Arsenal's best player. I thought he got goal. a lot of points this weekend. Yeah. 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 The first goal I thought was brilliant. Like, Even though you, the way the ball came out to him was a bit fortunate, obviously, but you still have to put that in. Yes. And it's not easy from the angle that he did it. It's not the most acute angle in the world, but it still requires a level of concentration I didn't think he had. And that's the thing, it's the concentration, because that amount of time to run up to a ball is way too much time. You don't want that much time, because yeah. then you start thinking about things. Imagine Walcott in that kind of situation. Yep. The amount of time he'd have to think yep. would completely ruin it for him. And then his assist for Ramsey. Mm. Brilliant stuff. He, he was uh, excuse me. <clears throat> Hashtag Ramsey50. Don't care. 50 goals? It's taken him a while, eh? <laughs> <laughs> He's been injured for half of his yeah, life. But how do you feel about this as like a, an Arsenal fan? Every milestone is a player that you're, you know, not really chuffed about. Every result you're not really chuffed about. Yeah, it's just it's it's, it's, it's underwhelming. It feels like being on some kind of numbing drug. Nothing's too terrible because you don't really care, but you can't really enjoy it either. Is it? Be, is it? Is I think one of the con- contributing factors for Arsenal fans is literally the fact that you go, well, even if we do play well. Right, and even if we win, we're gonna lose Ozil and Sanchez, and then we have to start from scratch, and you have no idea what that's gonna be. Exactly. Um, and and the funny part was neither of them played very well either no. in this game. So and that goes back to either Sanchez doesn't care, which some people believe or or not, and Ozil is just hot and cold. 
Cheers, yeah. I don't know. If I'm an Arsenal fan, which I'm not, thank goodness, I just feel let the season pass and let's see what happens next season. Well, they've been saying that for the last three seasons now. Yeah, true. Three? Well, I, I, <laughs> I can feel their pain. I can feel their pain from here. But the funny thing is, right, that we're talking about all this, and Arsenal have won 13 in a row at home, which is their longest ever winning streak at home. Like, but it, you, you don't, it doesn't feel like that. No. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like that at all. Um, quick Ozil quote on Lacazette. He has his feet on the ground and works hard. I hope he'll score as many goals for the French national team as Benzema. I mean, for a start, that's 27 goals. Not that much. Also, I mean, it's not bad, but played like, for years. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And he got kicked out of the squad because of a sex date with Valverde. Yeah. But that's a weird ambition to have for your teammate. It's like... Why don't you hope that he scores 180 goals for Arsenal? Like that would be something to aspire to. Why don't you just not talk about Benzema? Why compare him to just say I hope he does well for his <laughs> country? I don't understand. It's very strange. Know, yeah, that's weird. That. I suppose it's because of the Benzema link from when Ozil played at Real Madrid. He must yeah, have enjoyed that's, that's playing. That's what I'm them. thinking about right now. Yeah, sure. But sure. yeah, a strange quote. Yeah, I th- I think he'd give him more assists if that was the case. But okay, harsh. 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 All right. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, do, do you want to hear a stat that's going to really annoy you? Because it annoys me. I'm sure. Go ahead. Bring it. Mohamed will love it. Go ahead. No one has created more chances mm-hmm. in the Premier League than Mesut Ozil, other than Kevin De Bruyne. I'm so happy for what, Kevin this De Bruyne. Season? Yeah. This I'm, season? Yeah. I'm so happy for Kevin De Bruyne. I really... <laughs> wait, wait, do it in the proper accent. What? I, I am so happy for Kevin oh, De Bruyne. Oh, so happy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to happiness. We'll, we'll get to it right now. That's not West, West Brom 2, Manchester City 3. Um, Manchester City... What did they do? They go one nil up, two nil up. I don't know. I think it was one nil and then one one. Yeah, right. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Shocking. Leroy Sané, what a hit! It was a, it was a good hit. It was clean because it went straight through the uh, defender's legs. It was, it was an arrow. Goalie couldn't touch it like on like Kolasinac. Yeah, no. Similar angle. But here's the thing: he's good. got eight goals. Sterling's got nine. Mm-hmm. Jesus In has what, nine. Competition we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. okay. Jesus has nine. Aguero must have nine or ten. So they're getting a lot of goals from a lot of different players. Yeah, I mean, they've been beating teams 7-2, 6-0, They They've been on a tear. (laughs) 3-2. Absolute tear. Attacking-wise, they're unbelievable. They've got so many goals already. Yeah, Yeah, it's scary. I I think they have more goals than Palace will score all season. (laughs) Oh, oh, (laughs) undoubtedly. And and Fernandinho got his, I think, second or third of the season. And I've come to the conclusion that he's only allowed to score from outside the box. I think he's only allowed to score one goal, and that one goal like <laughs> just a hit from like just outside the day. Yeah. And you know what? Fernandinho was making passes like Kevin Kevin De Bruyne in this game. Yeah, you thought it yeah. was Kevin De Bruyne. We all thought it was. <laughs> the assist was like he was like Kevin De Bruyne. Well yeah. done. Other than the fact that complete the FIFA angle pass <laughs> out of the winger. Like that's how good he must be for us to disregard his shade of skin. I was going to say, like, Kevin De Bruyne literally looks like a light bulb running around the pitch. <laughs> well, it's because, uh, like, Kevin De Bruyne is trademark through ball on the floor, like, on the ground, sorry. Carpet. Say, carpet. There you go. Yeah. And Fernandinho produced a carpet I, as well. I think it's more of a Tony Cruz trademark that Kevin De Bruyne is utilizing, but it's okay. It's okay. Just, I'm not going to get particular about it. <laughs> True. Um, Manchester City made 844 passes in this game. <laughs> is that too many passes? Yeah, I, I, I think that should be illegal. <laughs> How many do you need? That, that should be illegal. I think that just goes to, like, it tells a story about the game. West Brom sat back, City just passing around, tip tap, tip tap. <laughs> and then you can see by, what's it, the City's second or third goal, oh, where they sterling. just completely oh. opened up West Brom. And this is what I'd love to see, because a lot of, like, minnow teams, they just, like, sit back in their box, 11 mm-hmm. men behind the ball, and they're just, like, you know, two banks of four blocks. 
and then a team like City comes in and passes rings around them, and they're all over the place, getting they overlapped. They pulled them apart. You know, and that goal, you know, was, it just gave me so much joy. You know what that, that goal was like? It was like, you know on films like... Um, I nearly said George Clooney's Eleven. What's it called? Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's right? Eleven. But there was was George, George Clooney's <laughs> starting Eleven is what that film should be called. <laughs> um, and they they bring in like a specialist to like unlock something, uh-huh. like unlock a, back, a vault or something, and he's got the keypad and he's just like bashing away, and then all of a sudden the thing just flings open. Yeah, that's what it's like. It's like you need Pep Guardiola to come in and unlock Tony Pulis. But there's a problem. Because I did never thought in my wildest dreams that Tony Pillars would unlock Pep Guardiola. <laughs> like, what oh. the hell happened? I'm not sure he did. He unlocked Nicholas Otamendi. <laughs> both, both the goals were similar in the sense that they were just little lobs <laughs> over the top. See, this is my problem, okay? Man City completely bamboozled this long ball football merchant that is Tony Pulis. And everyone said this is a victory for football. But Tony Pulis scored two long ball goals <laughs> yeah. on Man City. Like... He cannot be stopped. That's more goals than uh, any other team like has scored against Recently. Him. Except for the 7-2 Stoke. Yeah, I just feel Pulis cannot be stopped. The man is like unbelievable. Well, he can't be stopped achieving his goals, <laughs> which are 40 points. That's it. <laughs> and ruining football. And ruining football. Exactly. Unbelievable. I hate him. We, we all do. It, we all do. If, if there's one thing we can say is that this game did show us that City have a terrible center defense still. And they could play an incredibly high line that Tony Pulis must have said, oh, thanks, mate. But it doesn't matter if you can score that many goals. Is Tony Pulis the best English manager he's in not today's English. game? He's Welsh, isn't he? He's Welsh. I have no idea what Tony Pulis is. He's Welsh. I think he's, is he I actually think he's Welsh? from yeah. this world. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. I'm not sure he's from this world. He might be from Mordor. But other than that, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's Welsh. All right, never mind that. I think he's Voldemort. It could be a quiz question, which would be apt because... We're going to the quiz right now. He is Welsh. Thanks, Ben. Oh, good job. Quiz. So here we are today bringing you the Ferenc Puss Quiz. Hey, legendary. Not bad. Quite. He's still in black and white. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he is. And forever shall be. Yeah. All right. Um, So uh, Bernie and Alex will be going against each other today on this Ferenc Puss Quiz. All right. Bernie, can you tell us what your sound is? That was easy. And Alex. Wonderful. Are you boys ready for this Ferenc Puss quiz? Hell yeah. yes. All right, question number one. There are three teams that since the dawn of time have not lost Real Madrid. Can you name them? Have not lost two Real? Oh my god. Alex. Since the dawn of time? Yes. Uh, Triceratops Juniors. <laughs> no. That was easy. Yeah, Missing Link FC. <laughs> okay, I'll give you guys a hint. One of those teams played them this weekend. Yes, huh? Girona, because they've never played them before. Wow. Get it. All right, that's one. Yeah. That's two more. Um, I give up. All right. <laughs> the answer is, and I should have said 100% record against Real Madrid, but the three teams are Aberdeen, Boca Juniors, and Girona. So, like, other teams that have never played them before? No, Ferguson beat them multiple times. Aberdeen, 1983. Uh, to win the UEFA Cup. Nice. Time. And Boca probably played them in, what, the World Club Cup or something? That's the one, yeah. There you go. All right. I hate that question. All right. Uh, no points for anyone there. Oi! Um, okay, Alex got like half a point. It was a huge hint. Um, okay, we'll, we'll decide later. Second question. We all know Seth Blatter was the most recent president of FIFA. But who was the man he succeeded? That was easy. Right. We had this one before. Lennart Johansson. Wrong. What? Alex? Uh, Valange? Uh, was that? Draw Havelange. Yes, that's, that's yeah, what that's I meant. That's the one, yeah. We'll share the point. Wait, wait. Lennart Johansson was when? 
Oh, it's probably way back when. He hasn't researched that. Joao Havalange is the answer. Alright. Havalange. Oh, good wow. job. Good job. You guys got that. Um, third question. <laughs> and this one has a bonus point feature. <laughs> In 1982, huh. an English club won the Champions League. That was easy. Yes, Bernie. Wait, which one it was, right? Is that the question? Well, that was part A of the question, and part B would be the scoreline. Nottingham Forest 2-1. Wrong. Blimey. Decent guess. 82. European Cup. Aston Villa. 3-0. Uh, well, partial point there. Uh, it was 1-0 against Bayern Munich in Get in the Villas. I got, hey, I got, hey, I got relegated. relegated. I just want to point out that they have one more European Cup than um, Arsenal. Thank you. Liverpool really needed a win, and they got it. 3-0 against Klopp's best friend, David Wagner. Yes, indeed. He um, was the best man at his wedding, right? He was. Yeah. How does feel actually have a high press just like Liverpool? That's true. Is it, is it what's it called? Gegenpressing. Gegenpressing? I wonder if he uh, gave up the game for, for his best buddy who needed it. Maybe. I mean, Huddersfield can, can, they should survive without, you know, these points. But. You know, you beat Manchester ah. United and then you lie down for their arch rivals. Oh, I mean, why bother saving a penalty then? Good point. Reasonable <laughs> point. Uh, I mean, I mean, if he had been trying to, to let it past him, Salah just gave him an easy... I don't know, Salah, Liverpool do not have good penalty takers. I think this is like the third or fourth person that's tried to take a penalty and miss. I, last season it was really simple. You just let James Milner take it. No, he missed one. <clears throat> and then Salah missed one. But Klopp had an interesting quote. He said, I think he was joking. I, 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 I believe he was joking. He's yeah. reading it as out of context. But he said, yeah, I thought Salah after the penalty in Egypt, you know, that was high pressure. He'd be willing to take that. But I guess more pressure taking penalty at Liverpool than, than for Egypt. <laughs> but I think it's a joke. I, I think the ball never lies and that never should have been a penalty. Because I still cannot see where the penalty was. I was very confused by that because I thought the Huddersfield, I can't remember his name, Defender was being pulled back, but he was alleged to have pulled Sturridge. I don't really know or care, yeah. to be honest. It, it was it was a debatable decision. It was a shit penalty, and Liverpool still went on to win three 0 Daniel Sturridge, what's a goal? Good goal. It was okay. Yeah. Good finish. Oh, lovely finish. Oh, sorry, Rache has been absent for the last three episodes, where we have wrecked Liverpool. Ah, absolutely wrecked them. But <laughs> today is the day I'm giving them nothing but but praise. Three 0 against a team that, that defeated our boys United. They were thrilling in attack, so they could not the Huddersfield could not come anywhere near Salah, Firmino, or uh, Daniel Sturridge. Brilliant attacking job they did. In the second half. Yeah. First half was a And Lovren didn't play, so everyone's happy. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Lovren got injured in the warm-up and uh, it, it you know, Clavin came in, which isn't a brilliant replacement, but maybe without Lovren. Things can settle down a bit, and they can just win some games easily, like they did here. I mean, the Firmino header was good. The Wijnaldum goal—that was a good goal. What yeah. a thump! Brilliant. He's got that in his locker. I mean, the Wijnaldum. Firmino goal was like a set piece. It was up a corner, whatever. Yeah, yeah, we'll give it to you. But Liverpool don't really do set pieces. No, they get they concede off set pieces. Yeah, sure. yeah. But uh, Wijnaldum actually took some skill. You know, he had the ball, tip tap, tip tap, and uh, fired it into the roof from a near angle. <laughs> it was a lovely finish. <laughs> yeah, and and no, no Mignolet heroics this week. There was no need because Huddersfield did absolutely nothing. There's and I, I'm going to give credit to Liverpool for finally being organised and by you know having so much of the ball that these guys couldn't do anything anyway. Well, the defenders didn't uh, pull some you know massive mistakes either to give them any goals. No, 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 no. 
Yeah. All right, well, good win for Liverpool. Um, 3 0. And uh, Bournemouth 0, Chelsea 1. This was not not a vintage. Game. This was a non event if there ever was one. Not an advert for the Premier League. Well, this is a typical Chelsea away from home to some team that's, you know, dogged. This home. season, especially. <laughs> yeah. They're very typical of Chelsea. And uh, yeah, I didn't even like the goal, to be honest. I thought. Oh, really? I did not like it. Why? It just looked like an aesthetically unpleasing goal, <laughs> uh, which is exactly what it was. I mean, like you hardly even saw the ball go in because it was a near post angle. It was a carpet finish in a way. Well, he drilled it past him. I, I, I thought that was poor goalkeeping, to be very honest. I, I don't, I, I, I don't like when people get beaten at their near post. I no. think any goalkeeper that gets beaten at their near post should be sacked. You're a traditionalist, though. You know I am. You like fullbacks that don't cross the halfway line <laughs> and goalkeepers that don't get beaten at the near post. I, I mean, it's just it's nice to see a vector. Associated with the trajectory oh, wow. of a football. Wow. We're you gonna, just had a very difficult uh, quantitative exam. That's yeah, well, you're going to need to explain this for us, layman. <laughs> I'd like to see a little arc, you know, a little curl. The ball's in the air for a bit. It's traveling. Well, what about the carpet goals that you love so much? Well, I like passes, carpet passes better. Wow. This is, I, this I, is top I, stuff. I actually feel like he's been cheating on me the whole time. <laughs> when we were together celebrating Tony Cruz carpet goals. Right. But, anyway. but near post carpets are not fun. It's only the far post carpets that are exceptional. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Um, Alvaro Morata missed a couple of chances, but I thought he played very well. I thought often he was quite isolated and surrounded by the whole Bournemouth team, it looked like. And uh, I thought he held up the ball very well, linked with Hazard well. And um, I don't know. I, I, I think they're a much better team when he's there. Not yes. that I don't like Batshuayi, but Morata has a lot more to his game. Absolutely, I fully agree with you. He uh, he looked very strong on the ball. I, I think at one point he even held off three or four players. It was like make, yeah. it was like on planet Earth where you see like an elephant getting chased down <laughs> by a pack of hyenas. Or something, you know what I mean? I've been watching a lot of planet Earth recently, personally, <laughs> so that that really struck a chord with me. Good, good. But um, are you saying he's an elephant? No. Graceful elephant. A very, if he is, yeah. An extremely graceful, good-looking one. I have to say, since his injury, I think he's been slow the coming back to form, which is, you know, you can expect. But it's very interesting to me that a lot of the players in the Premier League who are not from Manchester City, who started off really, really hot this season, have all of a sudden gone very cold. Mm. So, yeah, City win the league. Fair enough. Does this have anything to do with actual temperature? It's getting colder. Performances... Yes, it probably does. Yeah, genius. Must be the weather. I mean, here's what Morata said recently. I mean, there was an interview in Gazeta de la Sport, and some of it has apparently been a bit mistranslated and what have you. But I'll tell you what he said, and I think the gist of it is about right. So he says, I live in downtown Chelsea, which doesn't really make any sense, but there you go. I live in downtown Chelsea. What fascinates me about London is its multi-ethnicity, the coexistence of cultures and religions, but I do not see myself living here for very long. It's too big, too much stress, too much of a metropolis. Italy, for a Spaniard, is the best country to live. You have everything. Beauty, history, art, cooking, fashion. I would never have left Italy and Juve. I can't find any argument with any of that. Quick announcement. Uh, There's a goal for TFC. Victor Vasquez. Get in! Yes, mate! After the eighth minute. If only our stream worked. I know. Yeah, yeah. Roche had to look that up on his phone because the stream's gone down. Moving back to this Gazeta Sport translation or mistranslation fake news version of uh, what Morata actually said. Uh, I think it was in the same interview that he was criticizing going back to Real Madrid and saying that he should never have left Juventus. So, um, hard to really say that, uh, I mean, all of this is true that he's not going to be at Chelsea for a while. Yeah, no, I I think the fact is that he enjoyed his time at Juventus and would have liked to stay. But Real Madrid exercised their buyback clause, bought him back, and then he said treated him as though he'd never left. As though he was the kind of youth reserve player that didn't have much experience. And I think that's totally legitimate. And and I think if you really look at it with the, the, the 
fee that was paid for him, moving him on is going to be very difficult. He'll be there for a long time, most likely. In some ways, it could have been revenge by Real because uh, he did knock them out of the European Cup with uh, Juventus. Mm-hmm. That's true. And what an assist. Okay. Oh, yeah, he set up Quadrado. Remember when he mm-hmm. ran through, yeah. took on through? Yeah. Anyway, great it. stuff. Um, last few games in the Premier League. Leicester 2, Everton 0. Uh, great Vardy goal. Demarai <clears throat> Gray killing it. Vardy, Mares all playing well. Claude Puel's first game. Unbelievable own goal by... Uh, John Joe Kenny? Yes. Joe Kenny. yes. Oh, it was beautiful. It was a swing. Absolutely... A swing. <laughs> what a swing. Swing and a miss. I'm sorry. I don't understand Leicester for the life of me. Is that they're pretty poor, pretty poor, sack of manager. Oh my god, we can play again. <laughs> it seems like Sunderland when, you know, every time they were really, really crap, they brought in a new manager, they survived. Except they're not that bad. They're not that bad at all. They have plenty of good players. But they just keep playing bad until they sack a manager. I guess. I think what they need to do. It's just how Jamie Vardy be player manager at this point. Jamie Vardy. Because clearly, the actual manager doesn't matter. Just let them manage, coach themselves. Imagine that team speech. He just goes around like pouring out shots and handing out skittles. Like, hey, yeah. lads, if we play badly, chat shit get banged, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But what, what yeah, man, no, sorry. They look, what is chat shit get banged in Latin? That's the, the new slogan. I, I, just, I say that because I don't see what um, Ranieri, when they won the league, he, he was doing shit. Shakespeare comes in, they do really, really well, you know, progress in the Champions League and have a great campaign. Now he gets sacked, Claude, Claude Pill comes in, they're absolutely amazing. What's the point? It's the new manager effect. But why? Just ha- have Vardy do it. It's all right. That's I mean, how do we know it's all Vardy the mastermind? Because it's the players. It's the players. Speaking of a team that needs a new manager effect, Everton are just horrendous. They're yeah. just around. I mean, if there's one way to play Leicester, it's don't stand on the halfway line and leave space in behind. And that's all they did. And David Unsworth looks like the fat controller. <laughs> from Thomas the Tank. I, I think this is a good time for me to come clean on my sins in regards to Everton. This, this summer, Alex wrote a fine article which was heavily criticised yes. by <laughs> a number of readers of the blog. Um, and it actually criticised Everton's purchases in the transfer market, etc., etc. Said they weren't going to do anything this season. And, uh, you know, he was, he was pretty much run over by a series of buses. <laughs> and I actually smirked to myself. I thought, you yeah, jumped on what, is, what is he talking about? You because, were one of the buses. And uh, I, I thought Everton would do well. And here we are, sitting here today. I am absolutely steamrolled. Yes. And uh, Everton are shite. Yes. <laughs> and they're getting even worse by the minute. And Alex was completely right. And all of those fans have been run over as well. Yes. And I think I also said uh, Guardiola was going to be sacked by Christmas. <laughs> you did. I told you to leave that one out the park. <laughs> I did tell you. I, I think it's only deserved that I, I, I have to bring that <laughs> up. Fair enough. But... Well, apology accepted. <laughs> And Alex has also uh, usurped me in uh, fantasy rankings. Is that true? You're having a very bad week. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely been uh, very humbling. Okay, if, if I take you over in fantasy, then you know you're having a bad week. <laughs> I'm not good at that. Um, Watford, Neil, Stoke, one. The only thing I want to talk about here is Troy Deeney at bullying, what's his name, Joe Allen. I think he took that thing about Arsenal a bit too far, where, you know, I, uh, put, put a foot in, have yeah, a go, yeah. see what they're made of. It's like, shut up. Like, at this point, we get it. Yeah. We get it. You're not the hard man in the Premier League. You don't have to try and be that person. He wants to be that person. He so wants to be the Vinny Jones. The, yeah. the, the thing was that Joe Allen is tiny, right? And you just saw it on Troy Dean's face. Like, he just went straight back into the playground, into, into bully mode. He's like, this kid is tiny. I'm just going to lift him up by the face. Like, <laughs> unacceptable. And he got, uh, he got charged with violent conduct, which is all correct. That is, yes. Uh, Crystal Palace 2, West Ham 2. Bilic needed the win. 
Um, Hodgson really needed the win. Neither of them got it. Well, the best, best, best part about this game was the uh, second, the equalizing goal by Crystal Palace of and the image of Roy Hodgson and Slavin Doge. <laughs> the owl took flight. <laughs> it certainly did. He's just so weird looking, but he's hard to hate. Oh, why would you looks, hate him? He, you know, he looks he's like, so bad. He he's a lovely so old man. This is what yeah, he, he looks that's like, the problem. If you were to walk into a casino right now, casino, and you you saw some people, some old people playing slots. Yes. Roy Hodgson <laughs> would be pretty much the face of that casino. See, to me, he's the bloke that you run into at the post office. You know, like you go to the post office once a year, but he goes like every week. But is that why people don't take him seriously? Because he looks like he works at the post office. Maybe. Oh my god. Well, uh, Billis just looks like death. He does. Yeah. No, like, no, no, like, but, actually, I think he needs to get the hook. He, he's going to get sacked. It's a matter of time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Brighton won, Southampton won. Absolutely nothing to talk about there. Uh, Roche? Well, it was actually a decent free kick that led to Southampton's goal. Who scored it? Uh, that's a very good question. Good, but I know that... Could have got it wrong last week. <laughs> that's true. I think it was Charlie Davis who took the free kick. He's a good player. Mm. It was very good. The, the arc and the trajectory and the vector were... More, uh, more physics. All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, let's go to Moomoo of the Week. Happy <laughs> Moomoo. <laughs> One thing where I know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Ladies and gentlemen, our new sponsor, XTSC. Extreme Toronto Sports Club, XTSC, offers the best co-ed, men's and women's recreational leagues across the city. Get your soccer fix with Extreme Toronto Sports Club. Sign up today at xtsc.ca xtsc.ca Go to xtsc.ca and use the code 2017REDSKOSH That is 2017REDSKOSH when you register for soccer leagues. DM us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh or email under the kosh blog at gmail.com for details. Our first Moomoo comes from South America and I know one particular listener who will be very pleased by this. Um, so Yesterday, a Boca fan tried to sneak into a different sector of the Bombonera through a hole in the concrete and predictably and wonderfully got stuck. Now, it's a shame this is an audio medium because the picture is absolutely incredible. It's of two Boca fans, two other Boca fans, trying to pull this guy out of a hole in the wall. You know what this reminded me of? The movie The Count of Monte Cristo. Wow. Never seen it. Where the guy escapes, he chisels his way out of jail when they're stranded on this rock. <laughs> this guy's trying to chisel his way in. Didn't they do that in Shawshank Redemption too? Uh, possibly, yes. He, he chiseled his way out. For yeah. 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 But this guy couldn't chisel his way in. This, this guy's <laughs> trying to get in. He's going in. <laughs> I, the, the thing is, I want to see what it looked like from the other side. I want to see his face. But are they stuck. pulling him out, his two friends, or, are they, or were they the ones trying to like just... You know, shove him like in. Shove him in a little bit. And I mean, you're right. It could be either, but I think they're trying to pull him out. Anyway, you, you have to see it. Go on Twitter or Google it. Uh, it Boca fan trying to sneak into the Bombonera. It's incredible stuff. Wow. Um, so Moom of the Week is in great form this week uh, because we have a second one coming from Salford City. So Salford City, I believe they actually won this game against uh, Bradford Park Avenue. <laughs> great, great name. I think all the players are from the streets. The neighborhood kids <laughs> from Bradford Park Avenue. <laughs> That's hilarious in its own right. But they won this game 2-1, but they had a man sent off. So their goalkeeper, uh, his name is Grocom or Grocom, or I don't know how to pronounce that name. Move on. But anyway, yeah. so he was sent off and no one really knew why. Uh, the Bradford Park Avenue Twitter account then tweets, we can confirm that Grocom has been sent off for urinating during the game. <laughs> we are not joking. Hashtag Green Army. 
Wow. This is almost like Jens Lehmann. Lehmann did do that, yeah. and he got away with it. Yeah, he didn't get sent off, right? And Gary Lineker had a shit once. What? Famously. When? On the yeah. side of a pitch. Barcelona. He finally admitted that. I can't remember. Um, I after you met him. After I met him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Must just have been me. You, you were very influential in his life. I did. Anyway. I did not take him out to dinner or anything. <laughs> that does seem Disclaimer. like a. That seems like a harsh red card. Yeah, I think this is a great week for me. This might make the classic Christmas compilation. Yeah. Yes. Now, is this also the Salford City owned by Gigs and Scholes and Neville? Indeed. I do more. One thing where I know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Italy time. It's one of my favorite times. The peninsula of Europe. Prego. Sure. You just say Prego. I love saying Prego. <laughs> you get, anytime we finish a little section, just say Prego. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Milan nil. Juventus 2. Prego. Uh, um, Juventus coming up with what I thought was a quite predictable win. Milan have been bad in the league lately. Yeah, it's been really surprising uh, because Milan started the season well. They Bish. And now, after 11 games, they have five losses. That's pretty significant. Um, they're also just horrendous. <laughs> the, I, it's funny. So you really, also think they're about to go bankrupt, right? Yes. Uh, so I'm sorry. They were bought apparently by this Chinese consortium with a guy who was supposed to be called Mr. B. I don't know what happened to Mr. B, but apparently another Chinese group bought them. And then in order to buy players, it took out a $300 million loan. And spent $224 million of it. And then they have to pay back this 300 million in October and, a, and they borrowed the money from a very aggressive hedge fund wait this October like now or next, next October. October sorry okay. next October so they've got like, a year yeah yeah. it's right. October 30th yeah right it's now. not Halloween and they're kind of <laughs> spooked them into the money so what you're saying is we're going to see the Milan owners at like payday loans yes trying to <laughs> raise some cash that is a shambles the thought was we, we build up a strong enough team we make the Champions League we then be relevant for a couple of years and we pay back the money like we're the Champions League revenue. But they forgot the part where <laughs> other teams are still good and their team doesn't gel and they don't make the Champions League spots. As somebody who works, you know, with numbers, mm. I want to know who that analyst was who proposed this proposal to the Milan board. We will the, find out them, for you. There may not have been an analyst. I think that, that's generous. They, they, they're just rubbish. But on the game, Juventus <laughs> 2-0, Gonzalo Higuain... A brace, and he played well, very, very well. Those, those goals were absolutely bloody fantastic. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Yeah. I, it was just the, the, the first one linking up with Dybala, and the second one, Asamoa, with a lovely run, and Dybala with the step over, and the finish. Mohamed has said it before, but Higuain is so emphatic. When he gets it right, it's just an absolute thunderbolt. A plum. The, uh, sure. The problem is he looks like a plum a lot of the time. Yes. And, and that's a problem because he's not been this consistently good, at least this season anyway. Well, no, he actually recently got dropped and he's had to like fight his way back in the yeah. team. But it, Allegri actually kind of said after this, which I, I, didn't, I don't think he should have said, he said, why can't he be this good all the time? Which I feel like, why would you say that? That's Someone harsh. just scored a brace and is getting his confidence back. He's, he's amazing. Did. He scored 101 and 153 in Serie A. That's impressive. Ever yeah. since his 94 million price tag, which everyone ridiculed, um, I still like, eh, anyway, never mind. Enough of that. He's paid like, it back. Yeah. Agreed. Sure. Um, Roma won, Bologna nil. Roma have a string of 1-0 wins lately. They're picking up a lot of these. Um, but uh, Di Francesco, the manager, is heavily rotating the team between Champions League, the Cup, and the league. Um, and this was a ridiculous volley from El Sharawi. And did you see it? No. Absolutely incredible. Left foot, on his birthday, no less. Meat. 
That, for, that did was you say mate? mate? Yeah. Forgot he played football. Wow. I mean, this happens. You hear about when we're watching um, Roma, I'm, I'm seeing Jekyll, I'm seeing Florenzi coming back, you know, those storylines. Yeah. Nangolan. You know, Shari pops up every now and then, but I don't remember him for anything anymore. I think yeah. it's because Manan started talking about other Egyptian players. Ah, Fair enough. That would help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he has been overshadowed by Salah. In it. Well, the thing is, El Shari plays for Italy, but I still view him as Egyptian. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his name's El Shari. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but... Uh, for Roma, seven clean sheets in 11 games with Fazio at the back. I'm not, you know, I'm saying that facetiously, Fazio has actually been really good for Roma. Signed a like, new contract That's as well. quite impressive. It's almost like saying you can't have a career outside the Premier League after failing in it, which Edin Dzeko and on Lazio's side, um, Kolarov has shown to be false. Kolarov's well, at Roma. That's what I said on Lazio. Oh, about- wait, sorry. He's on Roma. <laughs> he was at Lazio before. He's on yes. Roma. So same team. It works all well. Sure. So how about Kevin De Bruyne who reinvented himself at Wolfsburg? And Mohamed um, Salah. Well, best, best player in the league, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. In the Premier League. But, um, he, yeah. Here's a link. Here's one more. And this, to me, is the biggest one. Vlad Kirikesh. Remember him? Yeah. Absolute disaster at Spurs. <laughs> him and Fazio together. Kirikesh is playing for Napoli. And, you know, they're smashing it. He doesn't play every week. Yeah. But he came in for Koulibaly this week. Napoli beat Sassuolo 3-1, obviously. They remain unbeaten. Mertens on 10 goals. Roche, please. Mertens is my player of the <laughs> league so far. Or of all leagues. Uh, you know, Mahana keeps talking about Leroy Sané. I don't know why, honestly. Because he's great. But uh, Dries Mertens... Has been doing it every week, week old, in, week old out. Old man Dries Mertens. Yeah, yeah, what a late bloomer. He's, I think, 30 years old and apparently still has a £28 million release clause. But why would he want to go anywhere else? I mean, for him, you've got to keep this run going I, 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 as long I'm, I'm as possible. Sorry. Hold the phone. Are you telling me that this summer any of these big teams could have p- paid £28 million, Arsenal, I'm looking at you, £28 million and given him all the money in the world... I'm I'm not sure. I'm they not would sure. have ruined him. I'm not sure whether this release clause was you know in action this summer or whether it starts next summer. But I would it be exists. very curious. It at, exists at, at 29. Great deal. Oh come on, Arsenal are not as good as uh, Napoli are. No, no but I'm not. just saying in general, how can you not go for that? How can you not at least try it? No, that's the thing. Yeah. Like if if you are to sell Alexis Sanchez or lose him on a free, at you know 28 million, you double his wages, he'll come. Sure, it's, it's pretty that's, good. That's time. a steal at that point. Absolutely. Um, but Lazio too, no? Didn't they win 5-1 or something? They beat Benevento, uh, little absolutely shite Benevento. they've lost 12 games in a row. They have every no game points. Every game, right? They've lost. Yeah, they've lost every game and they have a goal difference of minus 25. Is this like the San Marino of European qualifiers? Pretty much. Yeah. I think yeah. San Marino might actually be better. Than, than <laughs> that would be a great game. Imagine that. Benevento <laughs> against Savarino. I'd go for uh, Gibraltar against them. <laughs> no, Gibraltar have Danny Hengibar. Oh, well, they used to. Yeah, what, what was the name of that team? Uh, something Road? Uh, Bradford, Bradford Park Avenue. Oh, my goodness. And uh, TFC just hit the bar. Oh, Marky Delgado. Header off the post. Beautiful. Wow. Uh, anyway. Um, Immobile yeah. has been unreal. Absolutely unreal. Unbelievable. He, he, he could be fighting Jesus Mertens for a player of the season in Syria. When I saw that this game was 5-1, I thought he's bound to have got a hat-trick. He only got one. Before all of this with Napoli, mm-hmm. this gushing, I saw a first touch by Immobile in like the final third between the lines, and I was like, okay, that's a first touch that I haven't seen in a long time. 
And yeah, he's like proven himself. Yeah. Well, in, in the way that we were talking about how Premier League players can, can re-establish themselves in other leagues, it's interesting with Immobile, he kind of went the other way. He did really well in Italy for Torino. Went to Spain. Left, went to Spain, went to Germany, was absolutely horrendous. Came back to Italy and now he's killing it again. Yeah. Good yeah. for him. Um, good speaking for Chris in, in Zaghi. Yes. Because Lazio, you didn't expect anything, anything from them. AC Milan were probably more favoured to reach Champions League spots and it probably looks like Lazio will do it. Lazio are uh, joint second right now, well, the third, only on goal difference. Juventus and Lazio, 28 points. Napoli top with 31. Inter now have 20... Oh, no, sorry. That was before today's result. Inter beat Verona 2-1, and so I think they jumped to second with 29 points. Uh, Roma still in fifth yeah. on 24. Inter still undefeated. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Spain. Okay. Barca, Barca, Two different things. I guess we're starting with Barca? No, 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 no. Today is the day of Catalonia. And we're going to start with Girona 2, Real Madrid 1. Hey. Oh my days. Now, is that a Catalan, Catalan team? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Not only a Catalan team, but the most fiercely pro-independent uh, Catalan town they, for example, took down the Spanish flag from the town hall as soon as independence was announced. Yeah, but apparently most people don't want that independence. Uh, well, anyway, no, they, voted, they voted for it. That was the parliament, not the people. They just had an anti-independence uh, protest. People tried to vote. They got smashed down by the police. Yeah, true. Anyway, um, probably that's pro <laughs> before, before we uh, divulge from the football. <laughs> in, a in the news today. <laughs> in, a, in a similar way to how Real Madrid got smashed down by Girona. Yes. So it was a great, valiant, brave performance by the gladiators of Hirona. That's actually very, very fair. <laughs> yes. Very, very fair. This is a team made up of like mostly loanees from Manchester City and ex Middlesbrough players. Stuaning, for example. Okay. What's the name of the other goal scorer? Portu. The yes. guy with the back here. Wow. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the expensive Galacticos of Real Madrid were humbled by Portu and Cole. Yes. And the worst part was. Real Madrid scored first, and the commentator said that was against a run of play. Yeah. And against Girona, you do not expect to hear that sentence. Oh, you know what? If you watch the replay of the goal, Girona actually hit the post. There was like players flying into the goal, <laughs> and then Benzema brings it upfield, and they score on yeah. the counter. Yeah, yeah, it was un- it was unreal. And then Girona score with fancy footwork oh. from three different players. I've I've not seen. Real Madrid cut up like that since Messi in the Champions League fi- semi-final in 2012 or whatever. Christian Stuani did not know that he was able to do that. No, no, the, the quick feet, I don't think, if, I used to think his feet were like bricks when he was at middle. Yeah. Well, uh, that was shocking to me. Yeah. But Some, Something in the air. And the worst part was, the commentator again said it, you could see it coming. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that, that shows you that Hirona owned this match. That's the thing, yeah. that's the thing. It wasn't a smash and grab, 1-0 right at the end, didn't deserve it. They fully deserved it. It's no. absolutely incredible. And for once, I agree with the commentators as well, because I don't agree with commentators today. Yeah. No, that's true, you hate them. Yes. Um, you actually said that you watch football with the volume off. Yes, actually, I see more things. My brain actually, uh, you know, it, it distinguishes more things happening in a game. You right. know what? that may not be too far off from the truth. It's probably... Possibly that happens, but I, I need the audio. I need to hear it. Yeah. Personally. 
Even even if it's just to take the piss out of the commentator later, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but but what is going on with Real Madrid? They're, they're you know they're eight points off Barcelona now. Yeah, I, I, it's, I mean, it's easy to ask that question now that they're not getting results, but they also played like this last season where they were actually digging out last-minute wins, two ones, you know, gritty wins, and, and they were showing the stuff that champions are made of. It's just not happening for them this season, and now we're actually noticing I, I, I think there's a degree to that, but I think they're also in a lot worse than they were last season. Because, like you said, last season, there was always a point in time when you knew, okay, you know what, they played badly, but Real Madrid are coming yeah. down. Like, Ramos would score at yeah. the 90th minute. But that, that was a result of a wave of attack when they actually realized what was going on. But now, they just give up. They, they, they capitulate, and I don't understand it. Part of it is, Ronaldo has been pathetic this season. Or is it that Marcelo isn't doing... He isn't being the best attacker. All right, team of the year, mate. <laughs> oh, Ramos is just not very good positionally. It's, there are a lot of things going on. Isco seems to be the only player that is consistently good at Real Madrid right now. Case in point, Cristiano Ronaldo, 40 shots, one goal. But was did his sending off in four or five game ban have anything to do with that? Maybe. But they're better than Girona. So this is a little bit of a... Wow. That, that is that is an interesting point you bring up. They crushed Barcelona in the Super Cup. Yes. Spanish Super Cup. That's the thing. Like, right at the beginning of the season, they looked incredible. They yeah. looked invincible. And now yeah. they just look nothing, you know, anything but. And it, what it does do is take a little bit of the gloss off uh, Spurs' 1-1 draw. And now, I'm glad you brought that back to the EPL because I was just going to ask you guys, can we see the same thing happening with Man City? No. Come absolutely, on! Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely week not. to week, it changes. No. I, look, Manchester City's current run of form can't continue forever, but it's not going to get this bad. No, it's not. They're not. They're never going to be eight points off let's, the top of the league. Let's That's move sure. on to Barcelona. Okay. Two 0 against Bilbao. Away to Bilbao. Yeah. Um. So I didn't watch this game, but I've heard a lot of different people saying that they played rubbish in this game and. Basically, Ter Stegen had the game of his life. He was brilliant. Adoris had a number of chances. And, and it wasn't as even as if... Adoris did have one chance where he should have done much better, but it wasn't as though he was that bad. Yeah. Right? Ter Stegen yeah. was making incredible saves. Yeah. Um, one, one thing I've noted in the, in the multiple games from La Liga this season, Barcelona have not actually played all that great no. this season, but they are been fantastic results-wise, but it's, performances have not been very good. It's mostly Messi, and maybe Jordi Alba cutting the ball back to him. <laughs> Last season was mostly Messi, too. It, it, it's definitely not Luis Suarez, because he cannot buy a goal. No. no. And De La Feo's score is, you know, you have problems. Don't bring De La Feo into and, and if Paulinho <laughs> is one of your best players, I don't know what. You got him out of China. But He's this, just effective. This brings up a bigger point. Valencia, right, are four points behind with Simone Zaza having a re- renaissance of, of Killing the season. It. Killing it. This, to me, is quality-wise the worst La Liga season we've probably seen for many a year. I think that's a, I think that's a fair point. Atleti aren't doing well. They had another. They had a one-one draw with Villarreal this season. Um, Godin especially looks. He looks past it. You know, he's I old. hate to say it. He is, but yeah, he seemed like one of those players where. Pace was never his biggest virtue anyway, yeah. so you thought he'd be fine in his later years, but it's not looking good. And if you look at the Champions League, right? If you look at, um, I think Barcelona are humming along decently. They're doing pretty well. Real Madrid are stuttering. Atleti are, at this point, not qualifying no. from their group. And Sevilla, I believe, got wrecked. Um, By Valencia recently. No, in the, I mean, in Champions League. I, I, don't, I can't remember who, but I think they did not do very well. No, if that's correct. If they're the team I do it. remember that, yeah. It was so like Porto or something. La Liga's not doing very well, and I wonder what the reason for that is, but maybe by the time the knockout stages come, they won't be important. Here's the thing. It's, it's early. It is early to say this. On the other hand, if, if La Liga was due for some downtime, 
that would be entirely fair enough. Yeah, and the Serie A's on the way up as a result. Exactly. Well, what do you think is the best league in that sense right now? Then probably the Italian league. I would Serie, say Serie, Serie A this season. Serie so. A. I so. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. I think that will do it for this week. Um, get in touch with us on Twitter at under underscore the Email us under the blog at gmail.com. Anything more to add? Yes, we will be at the TFC game next week. Yes, we will. Come and say hi. You guys will. I'll be watching oh, on TV. Oh yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I decided to make the decision not to go. Well, you're uh, going to spend that money on I'm on international retirement. So, <laughs> so TFC, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I've uh, spent all my money on my wedding. I don't have any more money. Um, <laughs> That's fair enough. It's 1-1 one, one at halftime between TFC and New York Red Bulls. Deserve a penalty. Uh, we'll be watching the rest of the game. Everyone uh, have a good time. Yeah, if we can get this totally legal stream to work properly. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.